All right, before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, just a couple housekeeping items. Uh, where can you find me? On Twitter, you can find me at Mind of a FB Coach. That is where I get pretty much all my news and where I, where I interact with my, uh, my followers. And in my heading, it has a link uh, to where you can find my podcast. I recently moved my podcast to Anchor. It's a really great website. Allows me to do some different things with my podcast I wasn't able to do before. So uh, again, if you want to find me, it's at Mind of a FB Coach, and I would love to hear from you. Uh, today, we're going to talk about how do you create your offense to attack all areas of the field. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Thanks for listening. All right, so today we're going to be looking at how do we create an offense that can attack all areas of the field. Because I think as a as a play caller, right, as an offensive coordinator or if you're the head coach that calls plays, uh, that we have to be able to attack all areas of the field, uh, really in any formation that we have. And that's my opinion. I know some people will say, oh, man, well, we get into certain formations and these are certain plays are run out of it. And they're just certain areas of the field that we do not attack. And I don't know that I'm comfortable with that. I know as a play caller, I like to be able to attack all areas of, uh, of the field that the defense can defend, right? Make the, we want to make the defense defend, you know, all 53 and a third yards across. And then obviously you want the, different run lanes to be attacked, different passing areas to be attacked, things of that nature. So we're going to talk about how we do that and how I think that is probably the most effective way to run an offense. I feel like uh, it is. Um, A little background about us. Last year, we averaged 34 points a game. Obviously, we had really good players on offense. That helped us do that. That was a big reason why, obviously, we scored a lot of points. Uh, another reason why is I think our scheme was simple. Uh, we only had a handful of formations and a handful of plays, but uh, we ref them a lot and we got really good at a couple things. And then we were able to uh, exploit what a defense uh, gave us. And that's one of the things I really believe as a, a play caller is that we have to be able to take advantage of what we see right dur- right during a game. So, uh, that's something that I think that I learned from people that are way smaller, smarter than me. And we've taken that, uh, to a pretty high level uh, of offense. Uh, but there's obviously room, room for improvement. So how do we set up our offense to be able to attack all areas of the field? So what I do as as the offensive coordinator, head coach, play caller, offensive line coach, uh, is it all starts up front, and what do I feel comfortable blocking as uh, as an O-line coach, as, as a guy that calls the play? So my background is is wing T, uh, pro-style offense. That's, that's where I cut my teeth as a player, as a coach, and 
I think wing T is the best run game out there. That's the most diverse. It's the simplest for your kids. You can run it with undersized players. If you have really good offensive linemen, you can really run the football on people. If you have average to below average offensive linemen, you can still move the football on the ground because you have great angles and great numbers. And you have some misdirection going on in the backfield. I also think it's good to carry some pro style uh, approach, uh, you know, toss sweep, uh, power counter, ISO, those types of things, which are also in the wing T series. But, I, you know, some pro, pro guys only run, you know, the toss or the power or the counter or the ISO. And wing T guys, we carry, you know, the downplay, buck sweep, trap. I think you can blend those. I think that uh, you're. Your menu of run plays should be bigger than your menu of pass plays in high school. Uh, like I tell our guys all the time, I can I can guarantee you a touch on a handoff. So we like to get most of our skill players involved in, in either obviously catching the ball like they're a receiver, but even if they're a receiver, we want them to touch the ball on guaranteed touches, jet sweeps, handoffs. And then our, our backs can obviously – take a lot of handoffs, but they can also receive the ball out of the backfield. So we want numerous ways that our guys can touch the football with numerous run schemes being blocked up front with different motions happening in the backfield. Like I said before, I'm not a, I'm not somebody who's going to come into a game with like 30 different formations. We're going to come into a game with, let's, if you count a formation, you know, right and left is two, then we're going to come into a game with like four, maybe five formations. That's about it. But we feel like we can attack all areas of the field in those formations. So as we're uh, in the game, right, obviously you've scouted first, and then you get into the game and you see, hey, they're giving us this. We can take advantage of, of this area of the field not being covered, or maybe it's a personnel thing. And on our play call sheet, we can dial up the play that we want out of one of our limited formations. And that's something that is easy for us to do as coaches because we know, hey, we only have these formations, but we know what plays attack certain areas of the field. So we just call these plays to attack that area. And I remember talking to one of my head coaches that I coordinated under, and he was talking to Gus Malzahn at Auburn. And Gus Malzahn says, you only need one or two answers to whatever people are doing to you. You don't need five or six different answers. You just need one or two different answers to attack what the defense is giving you. So for us, how do we start like scripting this on offense? So what we do is we look, you know, I always start in the run game. I'm, a, I'm an old, old offensive lineman and we want to run the football. So I start run game outside in. And so like, We've done jet sweep in the past. We'll run some buck sweep this year. Uh, we've run power. We've run counter, right? You're moving now. You're moving more towards the center. Uh, we run run trap a little bit, some dive. Um, we run some quarterback ISO, which is like the wing T belly, right? We either man it, block it, or X block it. So we start outside in, and then we, we, call, our, we call our plays in practice, right? I usually start. Uh, with our outside plays, right? And then we work our way down inside. And then one thing that I really like th that we do is uh, we try to play the game before the game. We try to play, we go up and down the field, right? And we're calling these different plays, right? These different 
run plays that we have and we're calling them different areas of the field so our guys know when to expect um, that play right and then we obviously are, get really good at our blocking rules right because I think every good offense up for the has good simple blocking rules for the offensive line and I've been around enough programs to know when you're watching another team, right? Or um, maybe, you know, places you guys have coached for, you hear your offensive line say, hey, you need to block that guy. Well, I cringe when I hear that uh, because they need to block their rule, right? Because that guy could move at the snap or you could line up somewhere else. So we are a big rule-based blocking team, which I think, pretty much everybody is that is going to listen to this podcast, right? You're a good coach. You're trying to learn uh, things of that nature. So, and we're a big rule-based team on offense. So the defense could give us any front and we really could run any run play that we have um, against anything. And that allows us to feel comfortable calling plays. Sometimes you don't know what the defense is going to be in. When you play good defenses, they keep you guessing. We had a game last year where, uh, Deep as a coordinator for the other team did a really did a really good job mixing up his looks. So we were calling our base stuff, which is pretty much our whole call sheet. Like our call sheet is only sixty plays. That's all we carry into a game because that's all it can fit on the wristband that our guys look at. So, um, but we were just calling our base stuff, and we got some tip offs of about what front they would be in in coverage and blitz. So then we could dial up just simple things to take advantage of what they were doing. And again. In our offense, I can attack any gap inside out, outside in, in our run game. So it's really easy if you get your guy up, upstairs says, hey, they're give, the weak side B gap is a good place to attack because uh, they're giving you like a shade and a wide five. But that's, that's great. We just dial it up. We signal a number in and here we go. The kids read their wristband and they run the play. Uh, and then the passing game. I, I always think passing game in high school the ball needs to come out quick. And there's two ways to do that. So you can play action, right, and throw it deep because that ball should come out pretty fast. And hopefully the play action slows the pass rush down, right? And then, or you can throw a quick game, right? Get the ball out quick. Quarterback's taking a couple steps, ball's out. Depending, you know, if you're under center, three-step. If you're in the gun, it's like a one-step ball. And then your screen game, um, more of an exterior screen game. I like stuff to the wide receivers. Now, this year we'll start to mix some more things to the backs because I think you have to be able to throw screens to pretty much anybody you have on the field on offense. We did not do a good job of that last year. So this year we're going to try to do a much better job of incorporating uh, the screen game. But again, we only have four or five formations, right? And we can spread the ball to different guys depending on, one, what coverage are they in? And then two, what matchup do we like? And I, I know, I've read some R4 stuff by Dove Maddox out there. I know for me as the play caller, when I talk to our quarterback, really we're a progression read team in the passing game. So it's progression one, progression two. If you get to the third, um, you <laughs> that's fine. But usually our passing game is a one-two progression. And the third – it's just like a check down. Um, if you noticed, I did not say anything about like traditional, you know, three step from the gun, five step under center or seven step under center drop back passing game. 
I think in high school, you're far better off with some sort of play action fake if you want to do something like that or like a like a pump and go screen because it's going to slow people down. You need to slow the pass rush down because the hardest thing to do in high school is pass protect, uh, especially for your offensive linemen. And then you have to get backs involved. And, you know, some years the backs – have been on teams that I've coached are good pass protectors. They're willing to pass protect. Some years, that's a no, right? They are not the best pass protectors. And obviously, that's on us as coaches to make sure that's coached. Uh, but sometimes the backs struggle, struggle in pass protection. And then some years, you know, maybe you don't have, you have an offensive lineman that's just going to struggle to pass protect. Now, can they run block? Yes, because it's easier to run block than pass protect. But some years, you're just going to have, Guys that, man, they're a liability in uh, the passing game as far as protection-wise. So we're going to need to move the pocket, right, or play action so the D-lineman across from him thinks it's a run, so he stops and squeezes and plays the run. And if their D-lineman don't stop and squeeze, we're just going to kick them out all night and rush for like 300, 400 yards. So um, that's just the way my mind thinks about offense. Now, obviously there are many – many different ways to do this, right? People get in different formations to get people to play maybe a safety down, right? Or they get in personnel grouping to get the defense to change their personnel. At the high school level, we don't see that a whole lot. Uh, People don't really have like a regular defensive package, a nickel package, a dime package. It's the same 11 guys on the field, regardless of the personnel that I'm in on offense. So, and then, a lot of times an opposing defense, especially at the high school level, will only play one or maybe two coverages in a game. If they're into three different coverages, then you know, usually they don't know what they're doing, so you're going to expose them at, at different points of the game. Because I know when I called defense as, de- as a defensive coordinator, we can only rep two coverages in a week of practice because you have to get all the offense's plays ran against the coverages that you're using that week. And I know there'll be people that'll say, no, you don't have to do that. I just know for me as a guy who was defensive coordinator and a guy who's now a head coach, I have to see at least all their base plays numerous times against the coverages that we're going to run that week. So now flipping the tables as the offensive coordinator, I can get pretty dialed in on what coverages they're in and then what coverage gives you the answer to what front or fronts they can play. And a lot of times I reverse that process actually. So I see what front they're in, what's the box count, right? And then you can look, okay, are they one high, two high? If you put a guy in motion, which you put a guy in motion almost every play. If you put a guy in motion, does somebody run with the motion? Do they rock to the motion, right? Do they, do they spin a safety down? That's what I mean by rock. Or do they bump? And that gives you a really good indicator on what coverage are they in. And you can obviously see what front they're in. And then you obviously get to see what blitzes they are running uh, in that game. Now, obviously, we all scout, right? We all watch film. We're all, we're all, we're all on huddle a bunch. Uh, but it's also important that we get a feel for what the defensive coordinator is calling during the game. What do they think is working? Right. And then we can attack where that 
coverage front blitz is weak, right? So, you know, for example, if, you know, a team max blitzes you and you throw in there and and man coverage and you run jet sweep and you get the edge, right? You run for, you know, a couple yards and then maybe the next play they're in a, you know, a lighter box, right? Or they're trying to protect the edge. They're moving players towards the edge. Now maybe your gap scheme in the interior is uh, a better call or like in the passing game, let's say they're in, uh, you know, man coverage, max blitz, and you throw a vertical and hit it. Well, maybe they're going to play softer covers the next couple snaps. Now your quick game is, is open again. So it's a very much a chess match of how you call plays. But I think the really important thing, like I talked about at the beginning of the podcast and throughout this podcast is that you can attack any area of the field at any time in every formation that you have. Um, that is my philosophy, right? I'm the one putting this podcast on, so I can say that. So that is my philosophy is that in every formation you have, you need to be able to attack every area of the field because you want to put your guys in a, in a good position, right? We, we freeze, we know huddle, uh, we do all those types of things. And it helps us think for our kids. I know some guys say, let their quarterback check plays. I do, I do not let my quarterback check anything. Uh, that's a, what is he? I think he's, he's, he's 16, right? I'm 35. So, and I've watched all this film, right? And I have somebody up top tell me coverage front blitz. I'm going to put them, you know, them being the offense, right? In a good position to be successful. So I hope that help people that were listening. Uh, you know, if you have any insight on that, shoot me a shoot me a DM on <clears throat> on Twitter at Mind of an FB Coach, and I would just love to hear from you. I love to go back and forth and talk about philosophy because uh, my mind has changed over the years about this, and it may change back to something different. I don't know, but right now, this is this is what I believe in, and I think it's been very successful for us.